Welcome to the Behold Podcast, a project of RK Church. We are so grateful that you've joined us today to listen in on a difficult topic. We're going to be talking about conflict. But before we jump in, I want to make sure I introduce myself. I am Shelby Glass. I'm usually behind the camera. I'm one of the producers for the Behold Podcast. And today joining me is, for the first time, uh, my co-host, Chris Vaughn. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Shelby. You're welcome. Glad to have you here. Thanks for taking the time out. You're probably wondering where Craig and Beth are. They are both getting some much-needed rest um, time away and I think, beautiful locations somewhere on the globe and have asked us to jump in today. And so it's our privilege to um, guide a discussion about conflict. When I say conflict... What's the first thing that comes to mind? In this point in my life, the word is necessary. Okay. Oh, okay. Years ago, it was terror. Oh, interesting. So tell, tell me why. Tell me more about that. I, th- I think um, just learning a little bit more uh, about diplomacy okay. and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But uh, before it was just... Uh, you know, seeing the way it was handled in my family. It's like, there are sure. some things you talk about and other things it's like, don't, mm. don't poke that bear, don't bring it up. And, uh, and so just, I think the longer being part of, uh, just a gospel preaching church, a, um, a Bible, uh, Bible believing fellowship, mm-hmm. you just realize I, I can't, I can't avoid these things. Right. And I really need to dive in because it's it's what Jesus, the love of my life, is asking mm-hmm. of me to do, and this this is about um, faithfulness to Him. Yeah, amen. and so I, I think uh, with things like that, that that has um, when you realize how much God loves you mm-hmm. and how much He's done for you, you're like, man, I, I can't I can't skirt around this stuff. Right. I really do. I I need to lean in because whatever God asks me to do, it's for my benefit and right. for His glory, and um, not not necessarily in that order. Uh, it's it's for his glory always, but his commands are not burdensome. They are mm-hmm. actually something that are meant to bless us mm-hmm. because he's a good father and he's given very clear conduct on mm-hmm. how we are to conduct ourselves as his yeah. kids when we are adopted into his family. Sure. So uh, I, I would just um, say moving from terror to recognizing mm-hmm. that it's necessary is just a um, is just a mark of God's grace on my mm-hmm. life and and bringing phenomenal people mm-hmm. and other. Uh, believers who mm-hmm. have trudged that that really difficult road and mm-hmm. just seeing that they're they're the same, just saying, I'm figuring it out too. Sure. But honestly, that's they're very humble, but they're they're doing it really well. Right. So right. I think it's really common. I mean, even thinking about uh, personally how I was raised, and because I think so often some of the issues with conflict, and we'll get into this, but is what was modeled for us. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's, um, oftentimes conflict is a time where our humanity just like explodes, meaning we, we are uncomfortable. We are leaning into our emotions and very rarely we're leaning on the Holy spirit for guidance. And so that's some things that we're going to be talking about today, kind of to figure out how do we navigate conflict in a way that is, um, God fearing, that is loving and somehow trust building and beautiful, which I think is just so counterculture. Um, but when I'm thinking you were saying earlier about, you've kind of made this transition from terror to leaning in and understanding that this is um, something that scripture addresses very clearly. And, yeah. and um, Christ has, has led the way for us to understand how to be loving and, and even the nature of just God um, in the Old Testament, the New Testament, all throughout scripture and how his kindness is actually what leads us to repentance. Um, do you have like 
any tools or things that you've learned in that process of how, when do you address something versus when, you know, like, um, when someone offends you, let's just say, um, if someone upsets you or something, what are some criteria that you kind of walk through in your mind or, um, that you pray and ask the Lord to help you with? And like, should I address this or should I not address this? Whether it's even now or ever, like, can you kind of tell me what your, your brain goes to? Yeah. I mean, um, whenever you're so like new at addressing conflict, you know, it really is finding uh, tools to use mm-hmm. and to pull from a toolbox. And sure. it, w- whenever you're very inexperienced with it, it's, it's almost like, well, man, all I have is a sledgehammer and that's, right. <laughs> it doesn't really work very right. well. But um, as you, you know, as you grow in your understanding of scripture and just in interactions with, with wonderful believers, right. uh, you start picking up on things mm-hmm. either by, uh, somebody confronting you or you having to have a conversation with with someone else. Mm-hmm. And and granted, this this conversation that we're having today is not just about believer to believer. Well, it's sure. it's it's neighbor to neighbor. Yeah. And yeah. just every human being to another human being. Mm-hmm. Because God's word's true uh, mm-hmm. whether you acknowledge him as right. Lord or not. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that really helped me um, is is a book you know, obviously like reading scripture itself, mm-hmm. you, you talk about Matthew 18 right. principles, things like that on, on church discipline and sure. going and talking to uh, your brother or sister in private. And mm-hmm. uh, I love that it starts that because yeah. Jesus never contradicts his own sure. word. And so I, I th- just love other people how mm-hmm. you uh, want to be loved mm-hmm. and love your neighbor as yourself. And so if you are confronting somebody yeah. and you're like, hey, uh, I'm just going to confront you on something that you did in front of all of your peers or all of your family. It's like, man, I wouldn't want to be treated that way. I would be, I would be embarrassed. I would be upset. My, uh, my pride would be wounded for sure. And, but I mean, it's God, that's, that's the beautiful thing about the word of God is it never contradicts Mm -hmm. itself. Mm -hmm. It is good in every aspect of it. And so you know, I, I drill uh, my kids every night just on, on the Ten Commandments because mm-hmm. Craig had asked us to, mm-hmm. he just, I want to challenge you guys to do this. Like, um, he, he gave that embarrassing example of the guy on on, uh, on the news one time who just said, we need to get back to traditional values and, and we need to get back to the Ten Commandments. And oh. the host was like, okay, well, can you tell me what the Ten yeah. Commandments are? And I think he was like, uh, don't murder. You sh- yeah, yeah, don't yeah. murder. You shall not steal. And I was like, oh man. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But I, I love it's like love the Lord your God. You can mm-hmm. summarize those things mm-hmm. into love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yeah. yourself. And conflict is accomplishing yeah. just that. Sure. Because if you love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, all of a sudden you have an abundance of security. Mm-hmm. You have an abundance and a wealth of of love and peace to be able to say, you know what, I can actually confront this person for their sake because I'm not depending on their love and acceptance Mm. of me in order to do what's right. And that is hard. I mean, that right there is so ideal, right? And so to get there, like, what are some questions you ask yourself? Like, say something happened, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh my goodness, do I respond in the moment? Sure. Or what? What do I? What do I do? You yeah. Know? Uh, well, I mean, one, it's 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 really hard when somebody cracks you on the jaw. Yeah. And it's really unexpected, and you're like, whoa. And 
I, I think our first reaction is just to, I'm going to, I'm going to react. And that's not, I mean, just Craig has been so, uh, such a gift in my life of just saying, this is the difference between reacting and responding. Sure. Like, Mm -hmm. and we always want to respond because you can get cracked on the jaw, uh, through something that somebody says. And it's, it's helpful to have some tools in the tool belt to know what to do in those moments. And, and you almost, I'm just speaking for me personally, Mm -hmm. having a set of questions to almost form like a framework or a grid to, to say, I I want to respond in a way that glorifies God and that is edifying to my neighbor, my brother and sister. And so in in some of those ways, and a lot of this uh, has, has just come through a a book that I I felt was so timely in my life when I was walking through um, some really intense manipulation from, Mm -hmm. from coworkers, not, not here, but in, in a previous job. And, uh, it was just very disorienting. Mm. And I, I needed, uh, like I had al- I already knew God's word, but I, I needed somebody to counsel me deeply sure. in just what it meant to walk that out. Yeah. And so the resource that I'm referring to is uh, Ken Sandy's book, The Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking through a, a right. lot of the, the concepts in that book. And is it uh, a comprehensive guide? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it is, but there's definitely some areas that I have some more questions sure. about still. Sure. But Oh my gosh, it was so helpful. So some of the the framework that he lays out in there is is so helpful. He says, um, just thinking through some of these questions that you can ask on should I step into this conflict? Yeah. And he's talking in the the instance of a believer, mm-hmm. um, but I think this can still apply to sure. any human being. Absolutely, is you know when is it appropriate to overlook an offense? Mm-hmm. And then, like, when do I address this right. offense? And some of the frameworks that he gives out are, well, uh, is it damaging that person? Mm-hmm. Because love does no wrong to a neighbor. Right. Um, is it damaging that person? Is it damaging other people? Mm-hmm. And then is it damaging their witness for Christ in the community? Mm-hmm. And so th- those are some things where it is just saying, we want the very best for this person. Yeah. Uh, because it's not it's not just about me coming in and winning an argument. Mm. That's selfish. It, it's it's just filled with ego. It's filled with pride. It's not filled with love for your neighbor. Sure. It's more love for yourself and right. saying, how dare you yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unhand me? Yeah. You know, How dare you do that yeah. to me? But this is more about um, a self-forgetful yeah. and more selfless nature of sure. a, a way of living. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I think that a lot of the things that you just said, you know, you and I aren't in conflict right now. So it's easy for us to talk about the ideals of what scripture says. And, and they're true. Like, regardless of how we feel, those things mm-hmm. are true. Um, but I think that if we're all honest with ourselves in those moments, like you said, someone hits you on the jaw metaphorically, mm-hmm. something hits you out of nowhere. Um, there's a couple things there, right? You could feel misunderstood. You could mm-hmm. feel like just outrage, right? That emotions hit us faster than our brains can actually try and respond. Yep. And so that's really where the Holy Spirit um, comes in. Like, oh Lord, what am I supposed to say? You know, what what mm-hmm. do I do? And that's that's where it's helpful to have like, you know, um, should I respond right now? Will that be helpful? Yeah. Right? Will that be helpful to that person? How can I be loving? And honestly, a lot of times. Um, it's best to to be quiet, right? Slow to anger. Yeah, and slow to speak, slow yeah, to become that's, angry. That's right. Yeah. And so um, that doesn't mean that we don't address it, right? It doesn't mean that we don't avoid it, but sure. we take time to pray and to reflect and to even look into scripture and think, oh my goodness, okay, how do I, how do I allow the spirit 
to take these emotions that he has given us mm-hmm. and make it so that I can be loving to this person because so often they're misunderstandings or different things, or maybe they were acting out of emotion. And so, but I think it's important to acknowledge that like, as much as we would all love to, you know, respond with care and intentionality and thoughtfulness, um, we don't, a lot of times we don't. And we're going to talk a little bit about like, okay, well, what, what now, right? When I, when I snap at my spouse or when I snap at my kids or, you know, who knows what I speak out in a staff meeting and I think, oh no, right. What, yeah. what did I yeah. do? That's so real life because mm-hmm. like we said earlier, conflict is unavoidable yeah. and, um, you know, having some of those things to filter through in our mind. So you were, you were talking about their witness for Christ, you know, like, um, I almost want to just also transition to Matthew 18 again. You kind of touched on it really briefly, but maybe we can read that because Mm -hmm. I think that it is so incredibly instructive and often misunderstood too, you know? Um, So Matthew 18, I think it's verses 15. Just 15 is like the main main one. Um, I'll, I'll read it. It says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. And then it goes on to say, you know, if they haven't listened to you, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established with the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to the church, let him go be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector, which is essentially going separate ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the beautiful thing about this is so often, you know, this is believer to believer, right? So often... Um, and I have a story about this. I'll tell, tell a little bit later. If someone approaches you or you approach someone and say, Hey, this happened. Um, can you help me understand? And there's even like text for like how you approach yeah, them. Right. And we're going to sure. talk about that too. Like just conduct in general about conflict. Um, that can make or break the entire conflict resolution process. And mm-hmm. like one thing that I would say, and this is something that even Brian and I, my husband, Brian, he has, I've, he's given me permission to talk about some of these things that we've talked about it ahead of time. <laughs> That's important. It is important. Yeah. Um, talk about conflict conduct. Um, but really something that we've learned in our marriage and even just with relationships with our families is that conflict has a message and a method. Yep. And um, the method is sometimes even more important, just as important as the message, yeah. because it can, you know, if you're not careful, if you're not um, seeking to, uplift out of the piece per person, like you were saying, is this damaging to the other person? Mm-hmm. Um, is even my method damaging to them, right? Am I going to yeah. be attacking them? We're going to talk about that a little bit too. Um, it's so, so important. And so, um, we approach them with love. We approach them with the desire to reconcile yeah. the desire to understand, um, and less about trying to win. Yeah. But again, and that's hard that's in the moment. So hard. And yeah. sometimes, you know, it takes time like, oh, I started and I'm really upset. And then we're able to kind of process and think, okay, mm-hmm. you know, the spirit is working in me and I'm realizing that like, if we actually want to resolve this, I need to change my tune, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, what other scriptures? Let's see. Um, like overlooking an offense or like, what are some other uh, scenarios like, um, in a public team environment, you know, like how do I speak up? When do I speak up? Some of those things. Yeah. I mean, Proverbs is, is rich with, mm-hmm. with relational wisdom. I mean, uh, I once heard Tim Keller say, he's like, you know, there's the milk of the word, there's the meat of the word. Mm-hmm. And then there's Proverbs, which is like the hard candies of the word. Oh, like it's, interesting. you have to, you have to just, you know, pop, pop it in your mouth and, mm-hmm. and let it, uh, let it just 
dwell over time. Yeah. And uh, it, it talks about um, he who overlooks an offense promotes mm. love. Mm. And that that's a very nuanced yeah. thing because you have to consider, we were, we were talking about, you had brought up like in a, in a team situation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, yes, you can overlook an offense, but there's also a lot of things that you have to consider from a team aspect yeah. of if there is behavior that is, um, is destructive yeah. or different things like that and you say nothing yeah. and you are the leader of that team, yeah. then the people who have been on the, the damaging end mm-hmm. of that, they're asking, well, is this leader going to address yeah. that? And man, like if, if they don't, like if, if you as a leader don't address it mm-hmm. in that moment, in a, in a spirit-led, loving way, right. uh, but, but very firm, almost like a shepherd yeah. would, then it's setting a precedent for what yeah. is acceptable conduct. Yeah. And especially like uh, as, as a believer, it's, it's addressing those things in love because if you don't in the moment, yeah. the damage that, that happens is, is even worse. And so it's like, it's very nuanced yeah. and it's really hard to make those decisions. Yeah you know, when it happens right then and there. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, that's, that's why like there is no discount for, or, uh, easy way around it. Like we have to be just immersed in the word of God yeah. and be in prayer, walking in step with mm-hmm. the spirit to be able to make those, uh, those decisions on the fly and to not react out of yeah. our flesh, but to just to say, Hey, I, I just want to address really quick what, what just happened and one say that's not acceptable behavior mm-hmm. in this team, especially in this family. Yeah. But on top of that, here is the expectation mm. of what I mm. expect um, from you, what I expect from myself, but most importantly, what God expects from all of us. Sure. And that is the direction that we're going to head. Yeah. And so, even in those moments, whenever there's a uh, you know damage caused in a team, right. Uh, the confession should go as far as the offense. Yeah. If that person damaged other team members, they really do need to come and humble themselves before mm. the entire team and say, man, I, I, I owe all of you an apology. Mm. I disrupted uh, the unity of this team. I've d- disrupted the unity of uh, the fellowship that, mm. that we're seeking to have. It, it didn't honor God. It didn't honor you. And will you please forgive me? Yeah. Uh, it's not, <laughs> I think that's important to say, I am sorry, but yeah. also will you forgive me? Yeah. Because there was, there was a, um, a transaction that mm-hmm. happened there. It was like, Oh man, that, right. That was, a uh, my friend Reagan back in Texas, who his, his, uh, his mom and dad taught marriage seminars and they oh, okay. used this thing. Oh, that was a love buster. Yeah. That was a love buster. That, that was a, uh, a pretty hefty transaction that mm-hmm. came out of that love bank. So yeah. We need to talk about that. And that's so real. I mean, having mm-hmm. like relational equity with people and trust built up ahead of time. I mean, you and I've had conflict. No, <laughs> no. Lies. Yeah. Lies. You know, and, and it's been so interesting and wonderful, you know, to like walk through with a brother in Christ um, who is a coworker, but also your friend, you know. Mm-hmm. And so what does that look like? How do we interact with each other and how also can we... Um, at the end of the day, resolve this and reconcile. Sure. But there is the crazy thing, and I, this is one thing that you've you've shown me and shown that it's possible is that it can actually be trust building. Yeah, you know when both people are pursuing the face of Christ imperfectly, of course. Mm. Um, but the Spirit has this way of making that a beautiful experience, and yeah. I think that we trust each other all the more now because we have experienced um, 
each other's humanity, mm-hmm. but also like our, each other's desire and love for Christ and yeah. love for um, reconciliation mm-hmm. and to understand each other too. I mean, so yeah. often conflict, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes it's just a simple misunderstanding. And, yeah. and we're going to, like I mentioned about method, I, mm-hmm. I kind of want to transition into talking about like conduct. You know, we talked yeah. a little bit about um, the conduct piece of confrontation, right? And sure. But I want to talk too about... Um, responsibility. So when, Mm -hmm. if, if we're, uh, say I struggle with conflict because I get angry or I have a hard time in controlling my emotions when, um, something happens, someone confronts me or when someone offends me and I don't know what to do, where do I start? Right. We talked about Matthew 18, Mm -hmm. but, um, I, you had mentioned Proverbs too. Um, I mean, Proverbs 15 too says a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I mean, you know, the, this method, Again, mm-hmm. how we speak to each other. I mean, we're responsible for um, our tone, mm-hmm. our delivery. I mean, Brian and I, we talk about that so much. Yeah, you oh, know? Yeah. Because all of a sudden, it's not even actually about what you were first talking about, mm-hmm. right? It's about like, well, you know, someone didn't take out the garbage or something. And mm-hmm. then the other person jabs maybe, you know, yeah. like, oh, this is a different ball game now because something mm-hmm. else is happening. I'm not actually mm-hmm. upset about the garbage. I'm more upset about the method, right? Is it kind of, is it kind of like, it's not what you said. It's how, it's you, how said you said it. It's how you said it. Yes. hundred percent. Oh, gosh. hundred percent. I have messed up on that so many times. Like, oh, I mean, we're human, yeah. you know, especially the, when we're around the people who we love the most and who love us the most, there's this weird safety that we like cash in on sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I love real. that. It's like the, I, that you cash in on sometimes and I'm like, Oh man, I, I, yes. I overdrew. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but it's real, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like our spouses are a big one. I mean, we talked about coworkers. We can even con- like talk about the context of friends and family and like sure. the church fellowship, right? If you're in like a small group or we call them here at arcade gather groups, you know, things like that. Um, and it might be awkward because I think like as much as, as maybe you're like, I'm not super conflict averse. I'm not really afraid Mm -hmm. of conflict. Doesn't mean that I'm great at it, but it means that I'm not like, I don't avoid it as much as I know some people do, like you were kind of saying earlier. Um, but doesn't mean I go looking for it. That's exactly right. But that just means that like, it's harder to practice, Mm -hmm. um, because maybe it happens less often. And so every time, um, something like that comes up, you might think, Oh no, this is, this is awkward. I'm going to avoid it or whatever. Yeah. But back to talking about the method. I mean, I, I, I know like as a, for me personally, I'm, I'm someone and you know this about me. I take responsibility for a lot of things mm-hmm. and, a, and oftentimes it's to my detriment. Like I shouldn't yeah. be taking responsibility for that. But mm-hmm. when it comes to conflict, there are a couple things, like I said, tone and delivery, my word choice. Um, you had talked about diplomacy, right? Like yeah. uh, how is it that, um, we see God's love for us and his people in scripture that is kind and tender. And of mm-hmm. course we see his wrath and of course we see um, consequences and so on, but we see this thread yeah. of God's goodness and his sacrifice for us through Jesus. And now our redemption and our salvation mm-hmm. in Jesus, um, our redeemer lives. And so like, how does that influence the way that we do the next thing, the way that someone offends us or how do we navigate that? Because honestly, like Jesus was misunderstood. Mm-hmm. People mocked him, people like accused of him things that he didn't do and he did not push back, you know? And so h- how do we model that? Um, and I mean, there's a couple other scriptures, like one that's my favorite. I think it's one of my favorite passages of scripture right now. I want to read it. Mm-hmm. It's a section of Romans 12. Um, and I love Romans 12 because it's so incredibly practical. It's full of beautiful instruction. that's very straightforward. Um, 
not maybe straightforward to apply yeah. <laughs> because oh, yeah. Yeah. those are really, really hard things. But I love how, um, I mean, the, the like title of the section is Marks of the True Christian, but ultimately this is, has so much to do of like the spirit's fruit too. Sure. Um, so let me just read this. It says, let love be genuine. Abhor, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. And this, this next piece is so crucial to what we're talking about. Outdo one another in showing honor. And I mean, that's just a humility. That's a posture mm-hmm. of humility. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Um, and it goes on about, you know, when people persecute you, bless them, don't curse them, rejoice with those who weep, mm-hmm. um, or with jo- rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another. Um, don't repay evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. And if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And that's not being avoiding conflict, right? Mm-hmm. That actually informs so much about how we navigate conflict yeah. more so than conflict in general. Um, and I, I just love the instruction of that because when I'm stepping into conflict on some level, I think, okay, Lord, the only thing I can control, the only thing that I really am responsible for is me. Um, and as tempting as it can be to say, well, you know, you did this and it made me feel this way. Like you kind of said that earlier. Um, you know, we're only responsible for what it is that scripture tells us, you know, to Mm -hmm. be loving. And one thing you talked about Ken Sandy's book too, that I love that he talks about is that we are to respond to God in faithfulness and obedience Mm -hmm. and know that that is what he requires of us. And that we really cannot control the outcome of conflict as much as we may want to, you know? Um, And so I, I find that to be really helpful as I navigate conflict, knowing that like there are certain things that the Lord has required of me, not as a checklist, Mm -hmm. not as a like check, check, check. I've done my job. Like that's not what we're getting at, but ultimately on my knees before God asking Lord, I I'm seeking reconciliation with this person. Help me understand what that looks like. Um, What is it that I need to repent of? What Mm -hmm. is it that that I need to seek to understand um, so that I can be made right with this person? Because ultimately that's what Christ has done. For mm-hmm. us, when we, the only thing we contributed to it was our need and our sin mm-hmm. and um, Christ has set us free. And so... Um, so you were talking about like uh, responsibility. Responsibility. So I, I'm, I'm thinking in that aspect, um, I, I think this is from Pete Scazzaro's book, The Emotionally Healthy Leader. Okay. Uh, you know, he, he was talking about the, the term, or he, it might've been on one of his uh, podcasts uh-huh. I listened to a while back. Um, and, and he was talking about the term overfunctioning oh, is doing, yes. doing for others what they can and should be doing for themselves. Mm-hmm. And even in conflict, taking responsibility for things that, that you didn't even contribute yep. to the problem. And really, um, you know, at, at some point, uh, something that was really, really helpful for me in, uh, Ken Sandy's book, the peacemaker mm-hmm. that, that really talks about, um, biblical peacemaking, peacemaking, and it's all based off of, uh, of Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of, mm-hmm. of God. And it's a, it's a, um, the slippery slope of conflict uh, because yes. e- either of us, we tend to, uh, it was so helpful and, and we'll, we'll put up a picture of that yeah. on, on the, uh, on the podcast and on the show notes and stuff. But there are, um, 
in the middle is the balance, right? Mm -hmm. Of, of, uh, of being a biblical peacemaker, but on either side, mm -hmm. you can either be a peace faker or a peace breaker. Yeah. Um, I would, I would categorize the peace breaker as one who's just like, well, I just tell the truth and, mm -hmm. and that's who I am. Bulldozing. Yeah. And yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, you know who you are yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and you know, Lord love you. And so do I, yeah. I, I just, uh, I just, those people, it's like, well, yes, you, you do tell the truth, but it, you're, you're forgetting a very essential ingredient, friend, speaking the truth in love. Yeah, in kindness. In kindness, mm -hmm. because it is his kindness that leads us right. to repentance. And I would urge that person yeah. to go read Galatians 6.1. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if, if anyone is caught uh, in, in sin, mm -hmm. you who are spiritual should restore him in a right. spirit of gentleness. Yes. And so... Um, Go read Galatians 6.1. Yes, yes. But on the opposite end, and I, I see this happen uh, whenever I have people come into my office mm. and, and they're having family issues, marital mm. issues or different things, is the peace faking yeah. and just saying, you know, I, I just get really uncomfortable when yeah. this person does this and so I'm going to knuckle under and I'm just not going to say right. anything. And then uh, you allow the, the person just to continue uh, making holes in the sheetrock and, yeah. and damage in the relationship. And it's never actually addressed because, yeah. uh, the, the person who has been on the receiving end of, of those blows one, I, I get it. Yeah. It is scary. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, um, man, it, it, it really gets to the point of just self-preservation, yeah. which is not the most loving thing to do. And it's do. not healthy conflict either, right? Avoidance yeah. versus like, like, uh, versus just barreling over, in, but, yeah, you know, overdoing uh, guns it, blazing, so to speak. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, And yeah. so, y you really have to, um, you really have to be self-aware enough to determine what is your temperament. Yeah. Do you lean toward peace breaking or towards peace faking? Mm -hmm. And God is calling us to be peacemakers, yeah. actual peacemakers who, who will uh, confront mm -hmm. sin, who will confront. Uh, anything that comes against right. uh, God's word in a loving yeah. and gentle manner, not, yeah. uh, not just to, not to win an argument, yeah. but to win that person yeah, win them uh, with, yeah. with a Christ-like attitude. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, uh, that's all I have to say about well, that. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, and you know, that it's interesting that, um, you know, this, this peacemaker book we actually read with our team a couple years ago yeah. and, um, during that time, we we were going through some family conflict mm -hmm. um, with some some family, and that um, slippery slope of conflict was so helpful in me um, understanding even where how I tend to navigate conflict. Which, like I said, I'm not conflict averse, and so sometimes I tend towards like the peace breaking side of things. Yeah. Like, well, you know, this is just kind of how it goes, and you know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, okay, it's helpful, <laughs> you know. And and so if you fall there, like, what do you do? Right. And like, this yeah. book is really, really helpful. Of course, reading scripture and understanding those things, you know, like love keeping no record of wrongs and yes. you're like, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. I, I like, if only, you know, and so we, we have this beautiful example in Christ, um, sanctifying us with the spirits indwelling, but man, like it is so hard. And that doesn't mean that like, we don't use discretion, mm -hmm. right. As we move forward. And like, um, we're going to talk a little bit about that, I think too, yeah. but, um, yeah, you said blessed are the peacemakers. Um, let's see. You also talked about, 
this is so real life. This mm-hmm. is so real about um, in an argument wanting to win, you yeah. know, and, and I don't know. I mean, that just comes from our sinful nature, I think, like mm-hmm. because of so many different things, right? Someone feels misunderstood or that wasn't what I meant, but that's how it sounded. Or sure. like you said earlier, because of something that happened in my past, I interpret it a certain way. And um, there's actually a story I was going to share, too, about like an example uh, of a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I tend to be a little bit more like straightforward and literal when it comes to like talking with people mm-hmm. and, and that does not always go well for me. <laughs> and that's yeah. one thing you've helped me understand is diplomacy and understanding how to communicate some of those things and not sugarcoating things. Cause we're not talking yeah. about like talking about that, but how can we speak in love towards other people? Mm-hmm. And this particular example is a dear friend of mine. And, um, I said something in, in our home, like just, just in conversation with her, no idea I said something mm-hmm. that upset her and it took her a couple of days to, to talk to me. Yeah. And, um, she's like, Hey, you know, if I'm being honest, this is something that happened. And when you said this thing, mm-hmm. uh, it was hurtful and I didn't know what to do. And so I've taken some time. It was, I think it was like two days. Did, did, did she withdraw from you in that time? Did, did you notice it was like, you're like, Hey, you're kind of distant. Well, and I didn't realize cause it's easy enough to say, Oh, we were busy or I had something going on, but I did, I did send her a message and I was like, Hey, we haven't talked for a couple of days. I miss you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't tell me at first. And then she came around and said, this is probably the reason why. And I'm kind of processing some of these things. And, and what I told her, you know, I thought about it and asked the Lord, I was like, Wow. First of all, I had no idea, yeah. you know, which is kind of like eye opening in its mm-hmm. own way. But I felt really loved by that, which is such an interesting because she was also very gracious. She was very yeah. honest. And her and I have a relational equity. This yeah. is not the first time we've had conversation about sure. something that was, you know, That's whatever. Extremely helpful. It's so helpful, you yeah. know, um, and, and it's easier to offer charitable judgments, which is such a huge thing. Like this is what happened. I don't know if that's what you intended, Mm -hmm. but what happened was kind of hurtful. Can we talk about that? You know, that's a very different approach than you did this and I'm mad about it and you should suffer, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think that is so, um, without the spirit, we default to that. We default to, um, you made me suffer. So I want you to suffer. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that is as anti-gospel as you get. Yeah. Um, and when we come to grips with that and we understand that like, that is not, that is not the way to approach conflict. Things like this happened with my friend where she approached me graciously mm-hmm. and, um, said really briefly, like what happened. And I responded, thanking her, like, thank you for telling me. It, w- did, did all of this happen through text messages? This particular, yes, interaction did. The, uh, the interaction of, like, being upset was in person. Okay. So the offense was in person. Yeah, and I don't, like, recommend trying to do conflict resolution over text message. Well, so that's, that. that's what I was going to say. I was like, on yes. this podcast, let the record show. 100%. Just some social cues of if you are going to have a hard conversation, right. yep. let, let's lay down some ground rules, like, always try to do it in person. And we did. So that's what happened next. So like I told, I was like, Oh, I have some follow-up questions. Let's meet for coffee. (laughs) And, and she agreed. Because yeah. it's like, I don't think that we should talk about this unless we're face to face. Because that's yeah. impossible. As if conflict resolution wasn't hard enough in person. Mm-hmm. Trying to do it over the interwebs of some kind is just like text setting message. up for failure. Oh, if it's text message or something like, oh my gosh, people will read yeah. into certain yeah. things. And it's just what we do. Yeah. And so being able to hear tone, right. see a person's body language, body language. Right. Yes, 100%. I'm like, man. I agree. I think that's a, a great tip is it, as far as you can control it. 
enter into conflict in person, you yes. know, as long as you're safe, as long as you, you know, if you need another person with you, like all those different things. Sure. Right. Yeah. But, um, we were able to talk about this and, and also in society today, I think that people don't know how to uh, disagree with grace. Could unpack so, that a little so bit. So like, um, like I don't agree with that. Well, okay. Oh, okay. Like people, yeah. there's, there's difficulty. Like, um, you have a perspective on something mm -hmm. and I have a perspective and they don't match. Yeah. And we talk about it and try and understand why. Right. And mm -hmm. there's probably a level of like persuasion in there. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Like, and then at some point you kind of have to agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. But what happens in society so often, and when I say in society, I would say probably more often among non-believers, but that does not mean that this has happened with believers is that I can no longer associate myself with you because sure. I don't know how, right? Exactly. Like all of a yeah. sudden we don't agree on something. And so we're distanced. Yeah. And, and that may be true. There may be some distance, but there can absolutely still be love. There can yeah. still be friendship if that's desired on both parties. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with maybe going separate ways. Um, and actually Pastor Craig had done kind of a series and talked a little bit about what are some of those things that you should divide over that you should discuss that you yeah, should, you know, super helpful. And those of you who are listening, you can go back on our YouTube channel if you want to, and even podcast form too, and listen to some of those, mm -hmm. those sermon series that were very helpful because, um, I would venture to say that, um, the majority of the things that we have conflict over, particularly when it relates to like, I believe this, or I believe that, or like, um, opinions about the church, opinions about baptism, opinions about, you know, um, what you should wear to church, what mm -hmm. you should know, like there's, there's all kinds of things. There's really so many of those things are not actually things you should break and divide yeah, over. It's, it's not a gospel issue. It's, it's a not. preference issue. That's and, right. and I think that that's something I think you've, you've, uh, you know, as we're talking about this, like being able to disagree great, uh, with grace, yeah. um, thank you for helping me understand sure. like, yeah, what, what yeah, you yeah. meant by that. I, uh, I think you've modeled that really well for me because mm. I, in some ways, well, not some ways that's, I would say a lot of ways, you know, I'll, I'll share an opinion about something sure. and just kind of throw it out there in kind of a dogmatic way. Mm. And you're like, you know what? I, I'm not sure that I agree <laughs> with that a hundred percent. Um, here, here's my perspective sure. on that. And You've done that really, really well and have actually helped me oh, understand, um, you know, I, I need to be a lot more wise in how I share my opinions about well, things. Well, and, and it's a safe things, space, you know, like we can, we yeah. can, I think we mostly speak mm -hmm. freely, but, and that's not always the case, but it's, it's helpful when someone can approach you and say with grace, with mm -hmm. a charitable perspective of like, Hey, this is what happened. Like my friend did to me. Yeah. This is something you said. And, and like bringing that full circle, I absolutely needed to repent. Mm -hmm. I, and I didn't realize I was being offensive. Um, and when she showed me the scenario, I was like, you know what? I can absolutely see why that was uh, offensive. It wasn't loving. Um, I wasn't being malicious, but I probably was speaking way too freely and with way too much opinion, <laughs> um, which is not unusual for me. But, um, but nonetheless, like I understand that that, that's kind of a flaw of my personality. I am, mm -hmm. I, um, understand that that's going to be kind of risky. And so I'm so grateful when people love me enough to approach me yeah. and tell me like, Hey, something that you said, or the way that you said what you said, right. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not even your words, but the way you said it, your tone, your body language yeah, was not loving. And actually mm -hmm. it withdrew from our, our bank account of friendship equity or whatever. Yeah. And let me tell you why. Um, and there's really an opportunity right there, right? Mm -hmm. 
um, if I valued her friendship over my pride, then I would repent, yeah. right? If I valued my pride more than her friendship, I would I would do this to her face. You know, like, okay, I, bye. I would you say know? you're crazy, like or or I was just kidding around, you know, or mm. um, yeah, don't you know, be don't, don't be, be so, so sensitive, sensitive, which yeah. is just like oh, if you're listening, it's, don't ever say that. <laughs> yeah, is it, well, it's it's adding insult to injury, yeah. and it's, it's not actually being. Um, it's not actually caring about yeah. the person that's in front it's of you. It's dismissive. It's it. Yes, it's very dismissive, and yeah. that's. I mean, it's just like well, even come down, coming down to like in conflict, talking about apologies. It's, it's saying you know, being very specific. Yes. Yes. Uh, because like that is an act of love mm-hmm. toward the person that you have offended. Yeah. Is being very specific, saying, and it's it's being specific in a couple of ways. It look it looks like this instead of saying. You know, if, if I said something to hurt you, I could come to you and say, well, Sorry. you know, yeah. uh, Shelby, I, I think, you know, I might, I might have done something yeah. that hurt you. That I'm sorry shows that you were hurt by what I said. That, you oh, know, like, gosh. oh my gosh. Dude, that, that, you're I'm just sorry like, that what I said, I, I, if it hurt you, I'm sorry. Like, no. That's not an apology. It's, not it's like, I'm sorry if. Yeah. It, it's you, not you're even like, a con- like It concession. shows that there's like a, um, an element of that the person is clueless yeah. about what they've done to, to damage the relationship and they don't want to own it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it rather it's saying, Shelby, when I said this to you, I've thought a lot about it yeah. and I realized that that deeply hurts you. Yeah. And I need you to know that I am so sorry yeah. for my actions. And, and I realized that that, um, that's probably going to take some time yeah. for you to forgive me. But I, I hope in time that you can learn to forgive me yeah. because that, um, that one just hurt, yeah. plain and simple. Yeah. And there's an ownership there. Uh, there's and, and and saying, you know what? And because I have a tendency to do this, um, I am actually I'm bringing I'm bringing some more equipment around me. Like meaning, I'm bringing more brothers and sisters around mm-hmm. me to hold me accountable yeah. in that area. Because repentance doesn't just say sorry. Repentance actually takes action. Yeah. To uh, to kind of head off the pass, mm-hmm. if you will, to say, you know what? Like. I don't want this to happen yeah. again. I don't want the. I don't want this to happen. And this is super important in marriage yeah. too. Of yep. just saying, I realize that this is a, um, this is a character flaw in mm-hmm. me. And the beauty of the gospel is, is that God saw all of that yeah. and, still, and still sacrificed Himself. Yep. So that actually gives you the safety to confront yes. the darkness that lives mm-hmm. in you, um, and saying, God, pr- thank you so much for, for your mercy toward yeah. me. And that you uh, you died for me yeah. while I was still a sinner. Mm-hmm. And how could uh, I ever not extend that same um, uh, forgiveness or that same um, level of love and really sacrifice of self yeah. to other people who have offended me? Because you know, while we are sinners, while we still are, are broken and turn you know turn away from Christ back and forth in this like journey of sanctification and brokenness and grappling with our humanity, Jesus knows all of those things. Mm-hmm. It's not conditional there, you know, when we have a relationship with someone and like one of those, those like half ownership things, like, I'm sorry that, you know, you were hurt by what I said, you know, yes. like, Oh my goodness. But, but fortunately, you know, the gospel is not transactional, um, for us mm-hmm. and that Christ, Christ paid it all, um, regardless of what we felt, what we were doing, um, completely lost in sin. And so when people who approach us, 
Um, and like talking, you talked a little bit about repentance, but like talking about forgiveness too. Yeah. Um, and I don't, there's just no way to properly forgive people unless we understand the gospel and understand yeah. that like, um, like you said, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He mm-hmm. forgave us. He made a way so that we are no longer condemned to sin and death, but we are alive in Christ. Yeah. And, and regardless of, that's just like the most mind blowing thing about the gospel. And, and one thing that's so hard to apply in conflict, I mm-hmm. think is regardless of what you do in this conflict, I can still extend forgiveness to you. That's exactly right. Are we going to reconcile? I don't know. Yeah, reconciliation takes two. It's different. It's different. And repentance is also just a separate thing, right? This is is a turning away from what you've done and what I think we would maybe call an apology. Mm -hmm. But an apology could be like something we described. It's not real. But like repentance is a heart shift. It is a a posture change Mm -hmm. um, towards each other, but ultimately towards God. I mean, right? Because um, that is truly where the change is actually going to happen. We don't have that kind of power to change our own our own heart, our own willpower of mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to change. It's like, no, we need to depend on the spirit for those mm-hmm. things over and over and over again sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's ultimately cherishing the, uh, the generosity yeah. of Jesus in the gospel that, mm-hmm. that, uh, I mean, Craig says it all the time. We were, uh, more wicked than we, you know, ever dare, uh, yeah, ever thought, dare, ever dare thought loved. but we are far more loved than we ever dared hope. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and it's, it's just, Whenever you realize just how wicked you are, yeah. it makes it really, really difficult mm-hmm. to be super judgmental towards yeah. other people because yeah. you're, you're like, oh man, you know, uh, that person has an anger issue. Well, yeah, so do I. Yeah. You know, and um, God, would you please help them? Yeah. And just like, I need your help. Yeah. And uh, so it, it just you think with sober judgment yeah. rather than being like, I, I would never do yeah. that. I would. It's like, oh. Well, and often we still wrestle with that, right? Yeah. And that's part of walking in intimate relationship with, with the Lord mm-hmm. and asking him to help us, even when we're like, have a burst of anger maybe, or have, you know, oh, I was, I was, um, you know, I was just not loving. I was brash mm-hmm. or, or I avoided that because I was not in the mood. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's real too, right? Yeah. Either that, that talk about the slippery slope, like mm-hmm. I was too intense or I escaped because yeah. I did not want to deal with it instead of trying to be a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece of conflict, I think that we haven't really addressed, but I think it's really important. And I know personally for me and my, my relationships with my marriage and my friends is expectations. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, relationships <laughs> live and die on expectations, yes. and uh, something that that uh, I think is a character flaw of mine that I have been uh, working with the Lord for years, years, and years on this is just it's very easy to blame other people right. for your problems. Mm-hmm. It's really easy, and it takes no character whatsoever right. to just be like, "Well, this particular thing went wrong because that person yeah, did ain't this." Yeah, my problem. It's right. not my problem. Mm-hmm. Well, if if they had performed to a higher level than yep. this problem would have happened. That requires zero character right. and zero accountability. Even if there's truth yes. to that, it, it doesn't could, matter. Yeah, right? it, it could yeah. be. But I think in, in a lot of this, it's just saying, you know, um, it, it comes down to expectations. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that some of the things that a lot of marriages struggle with, mm. I mean, how many times, like, can we hear this? And we laugh about this whenever a comedian right. brings it up right. is because it's like, oh yeah, that's, like we've that's all seen that at home. Yeah, yeah we've yeah, all seen yeah. that at home. It's like, well, 
I wanted you to, to take out the trash. Well, you didn't, you didn't tell me to yeah. do that. And well, you should just know. It's like, well, honey, I can't, so, I can't yep. read your mind. Yep. How many times has that happened? I'm sure yep. it, whether somebody's driving on the road right now, they're like, yep, yeah. yep. And there's some safety, right? If you communicate ahead of time, like some people, and I know you have for your house, like there's some people have codes of conduct for their home yeah. or like rules to live by or, or whatever, or even just their own list of chores, right? Sure. What, but what that means is that expectations been communicated and it's also been agreed upon, right? So yep. then all of a sudden you have this, this sphere of accountability. So you can say, yeah. hey. Uh, whether it's your kid didn't take out, you know, didn't, why didn't you mow the lawn, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever, this is something that we've agreed upon. This is part of your ownership and you living in our home or fill in the blank. Um, can you talk to me about what happened? Right. Uh, And it gives them an opportunity to say, I had a migraine. I should have told you, mom, I'm sorry. You know, um, I should have communicated better, but that it provides a framework Mm -hmm. to, I mean, honestly, it's a communication skill. It really is. It's, it's communicating expectations. Art form. Yeah, because because really, uh, I mean, it's even in in communicating expectations, you are extending kindness yes. to another person. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, really, like it, it is. We've we've uh, used the phrase a lot in our team. Like, well, you, you don't know what you don't know yeah. until it's made known to you. Sure. sure. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay. Well, then yep. at that point, you know better. Yeah. But. With expectations, it's important to think about a couple things. Like if, if you're in conflict with somebody and you had expectations of them, let's just put this in the context of marriage sure. or, uh, yeah, we'll do marriage. Sure. Okay. Um, you know, are my expectations of my spouse reasonable? Mm-hmm. You know, ha- have, uh, have I talked about those expectations with my spouse yeah. or with a trusted friend who mm-hmm. gives me good counsel? Um, you know, so one, are my expectations reasonable? Yeah. Secondly, um, have I communicated yeah. those expectations to my spouse? Then after that, if I have communicated those, have they been agreed yeah. upon between That's both the parties, crucial the crucial there. piece yep. where they're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Then and only then can there be true accountability yeah. and great communication. Just say, hey, remember, like I wanted to, to talk about this because this is something that we've had a conversation mm-hmm. about before and we agreed upon it and... I, I don't feel that you are holding up your end of the agreement. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. And then it's not a surprise. Um, you know, if, if you are a boss and you are giving uh, an annual review, I, I am of the, the mindset that whenever you give your employee an annual review or whatever it is, that there should be nothing in that review that's a surprise yep. to them. Yep. Because if, if it is, then that means that you did not have a crucial conversation with that person throughout the year yeah. whenever, you know, there was a, a breach of trust sure. or a departure from, uh, you know, a standard of conduct. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're caught off guard and yeah. that's, that's not okay to do yeah. to people. Mm-hmm. That's not an acceptable right, thing right, to right. do. That means that at some point we valued our own comfort over our brother's, yeah. our sister's well-being. Or we're not paying attention, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. that's just intentionality and care, right? Because ultimately sure. we're falling into some kind of pit of selfishness yeah. or who knows what. But you and I have actually had a conflict about expectations. Yeah. And, you know, we look back on it and we think, yeah, that was kind of hard. Yeah. But we learned a lot from it. Like, yeah. I think, I'll speak for myself, I'm really grateful, you know, for... um like, oh, I don't think we agreed upon that. You mm-hmm. know, let's let's figure out, you know, we still have a task in front of us right, yeah. to complete, right? And that's sometimes within the work environment. You can't just like 
put something into the back burner, like this still has to happen, but, um, communicating expectations, whether it's from supervisor to a direct report or cross, you know, it doesn't matter. really doesn't matter what the hierarchy is, but if something has to get done and we're just making assumptions Mm -hmm. one way or another and not communicating, you know, and of course you have to trust your teammates, right? You can't, there, there's a level of, um, we've agreed upon some kind of standard, uh, right? If you're employed or whatever. Um, but, when it comes to certain tasks and deadlines mm-hmm. and, you know, reviews of various things, that was kind of what we fell into. Yeah. And, and it was deeply frustrating, yeah. but the number of conversations that we had after that were so helpful. And yeah. I think that's because neither of us are all that conflict diverse anymore. And so, yeah. so we also have this relationship where we can talk mm-hmm. frankly, can talk and speak frustration for our frustration. And, yeah. um, also trying to understand each other, how mm-hmm. we tick and then what we can do better next time, yeah. you know, and, and we've come full circle and yeah, conflict's not fun. But I, like I said earlier, I think that, um, I know I trust you more because mm-hmm. of that. I believe you understand me more. Not that yeah. that's the ultimate goal. Right. But, um, as coworkers, that's super helpful. You yeah. know, we've walked through seasons, like people say, well, dear friends, we've been through a lot together. Like that's mm-hmm. a scenario where we've been through a lot together actually yeah. looked like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, no one's exempt from that. Mm-hmm. I think expectations are really tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, expectations, even within a church setting, you know, um, as a huge can of worms, um, but ultimately comes back to seeking the face of Jesus, Mm -hmm. offering charitable judgments and asking questions, um, truly seeking to understand, um, but not out of criticism or desire to shame or desire to, um, put someone down or all those different things that we talked about. Yeah. It's just having genuine curiosity to understand where the train departed from the tracks. And assuming that something um, small happened, right? Like mm-hmm. not assuming like, Oh my goodness. Um, I'm going to watch this train burn, you know, or like yeah. in some, and that's, that's sad, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but it, nonetheless, I think that there's so many people listening right now that are probably like, yep, that's what happened to me last week, you know, or, or whatever, <laughs> like not yeah. necessarily the train burning, but like, Oh, that's how we got in that degree disagreement with my kid on the way home from school, mm-hmm. you know, or, um, an attitude and heart posture are just such a huge part of this. And again, it goes back to the gospel. Yeah. And, and you've, you've used this term multiple times. It's uh, and it's, you know, a peacemaker term is, uh, making charitable judgments. Yeah. And I was talking with Cole about this mm. a couple of days ago and, uh, he used a phrase, I mean, that, that I just absolutely love is whenever you're, uh, confronting, mm. you know, a sin pattern or something in, in someone, and you recognize like, wow, that was, uh, he used the term, this was a departure from your baseline. Yes. Like I, I yes. know you to be a really reasonable person mm-hmm. and this, this outburst or different things yes. that, that just happened is a departure from yes. the baseline that I know about you. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I just want to know, are you yeah. okay? Yeah. Are you doing okay? Like, and, um, is there anything that I can do to help? Yeah. Because that that just seems totally out of the yeah. normal for you. And so that's making a charitable yeah. judgment and, and saying, I know you to be a super reasonable person. Yeah. So what help me understand what happened yeah. here. Yeah. And and then in more often than not, just that act of kindness yes. Yes. causes that person to break and just say, Man, honestly, I'm just so stressed out. Uh-huh. I'm I'm overwhelmed by the aspect of life. And then you have the opportunity to be a uh, a godly brother or yes. sister and help that person bear yes. that burden and say, you know what, if there's a way that I can step in and relieve that burden, mm-hmm. 
let's go. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you gave that example because it does show, I think it's a real life example of it is God's kindness that leads to repentance. It is the tenderness. It is the, um, the concern before the criticism, the concern before the judgment. And I mean, there's something to be said about there does need to be a pattern ahead of time. Like there is some kind of like, I understand that this is how you tick or whatever. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, this is not who you are normally. And instead of saying like, what's your problem? It's more, Hey, like, are you Mm -hmm. doing okay? Yeah. Like that seemed like, and and a lot of times that should happen in private, you know, like, Oh, absolutely. Because you don't want to like whatever, unless, well, who knows? But, um, like you want to be, uh, careful and, mm-hmm. and and really have discretion for caring for that person because if you're seeing that they're in some kind of crisis and acting out or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I love, I, it makes me just think of a parent to their child. You know, mm-hmm. how would they correct them? And, you know, none of us are perfect, but when we think about our Heavenly Father and how He he loves us and we see this in Scripture, um, that He will gently redirect us, you know, and, and yeah. He has this heart to see us. Um, follow after him and does mm-hmm. not want to see us falling into sin, but has this gentle way of correcting us. Yeah. Um, and is, you know, he does not, he does not, you know, there's no, therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that is just yeah. the heart of God. He also says like, I take no pleasure in the death of, yeah. of the wicked, Yeah. but that they turn from their wicked ways yeah. and live. And then you, you, you look at uh, Hebrews 12, it says no discipline is, is pleasant at the time. Mm-hmm but it yields a harvest of righteousness yes. for those who have been trained by yes. it. And you, you think about um, God's discipline in our life mm-hmm. is one of the most loving things mm-hmm. that he could do because uh, it's like he is putting his arm around us and saying, hey, kid, it's not me against you. It's me and you against this. Yeah. Like I am in yeah. your corner and I love you. I yes. care for you. And this is going to destroy mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And so... You know, com- coming back to like making charitable judgments, it, it's it's incredibly nuanced because if it's something that happens just one on one, yeah, yes, absolutely. Like, go and talk to that person and say, "Hey, can I can I ask you a question?" And yeah. and uh, well, not right now. Okay, well, is there a time that we can yeah. set up? Because this is really important. Yeah. I, I I care about you. I want to have this conversation. Yeah. If it is in like a team environment where there was just something that yeah. that happened, yeah, that yeah. needs to be addressed, just saying, "Hey, I want to I want to just let the record show that." that that type of behavior is very, very destructive. Mm-hmm. And that's not how we're going to operate yeah. as a family. Um, so let the record show that. We we are not that type of yeah. people. We're not that type of team. Mm-hmm. And it requires courage yeah. in, in the moment. But I'm also not going to sit there and harp on that right. and just bludgeon somebody yeah. in front of an entire team. Yeah. And just, you know, how I would personally handle that right, wrong, or indifferent, is is just say, hey, that I, I want to address what just happened right there mm-hmm. and set the expectation. Yeah. This is communicating expectations. Sure. It is my expectation that we uh, communicate with love and yeah. care and concern, that we are not throwing around uh, daggers mm-hmm. or passive-aggressive statements or whatever they are. It is my expectation that we, we speak the truth in love yeah. and not be... Uh, not be a turd. Yeah. But also on top of that, um, and so after that, I, I I would love to speak with you more in private right. on that. And then cue the, you know, fourth grade class. Ooh, yeah, yeah. you know, but it, it's setting an expectation yeah. for the rest of the team of saying that was a line that yeah. was just crossed. Right. And I am going to address yeah. it yeah. for for that person's sake, mm-hmm. but also for the sake of everyone yeah. who was within earshot of mm-hmm. that offense. 
and we are going to yeah. address it. It's I'm I'm not going to sit idly by while damage happens yep. to the flock. Yep. And a lot of pastors, uh, to my own grief, do not do that. Yeah. They it, it is it is valuing comfort mm-hmm. over actual health yeah. of the body of Christ. And so the pastors who are listening to this podcast, I urge you, like, obey your king. Mm-hmm. There is no shame in doing what God says. Is it costly? Yes. And hard. And hard, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. Yeah. Like what 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 great things in life have ever come right. easy? Mm-hmm. And if, if we're just concerned with our own comfort, we are not following Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Just plain and simple. Yeah. I'll just put it down on the table there. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, continue with oh, what you're saying. Well, well, just to add to that, I, I was going to mention here at Arcade on staff, we have a set of team commandments. Commandments. Which, which I, I, you know, when when you're hired, it's kind of like a, I agree mm-hmm. to adhere to this, and it's really a code of conduct. Yeah. But they're full of fun things, right? It's not just like, here's a bunch of rules. Like, the number one is keep the main thing the main thing, right? Mm-hmm. The gospel is the, the only reason we get to do what we do. Yeah. Um, but other things are on there like, like choose your attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the number of times I've like, it's almost like, that's why you laugh. It's almost a joke because yeah. we're like, yep. Because we're human, yeah. you know, and p- things happen. You get frustrated and things yeah. happen. And then we're, it, we have this safety in our team mm-hmm. to talk things through when it's necessary. Um, you know, usually in a small environment or like, mm-hmm. hey, I need some counsel, you know. And, and we were talking about this earlier. We need to be open to counsel, but we need to be in community. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and there's there's safety and abundance of counsel, um, as Scripture says. And I just that comes from a team environment. I think mm-hmm. that that applies with, um, church life, right. Yeah. Um, in your family, um, surround yourself with godly people mm-hmm. your age or older. Brian and I've had situations where, you know, we just can't resolve something, yep. you know, and, um, we've sought counsel with people who are godly and who are older than us, but that doesn't even matter. Like they don't have to be older, but oftentimes they carry with them more wisdom yeah, and experience. Sure. And, and it's so helpful like you rarely come away from that feeling more discouraged yeah. because you oftentimes, especially if you're seeking counsel, who's worth spending time with and mm-hmm. they, they are, and they were for us, you know, they validate, they encourage mm-hmm. and you know, they also call out, right. There's rebuke exactly that happens. Right. Yeah. And, and so often, whether it's in marriage or friendships or whatever, it can be so helpful. And mm-hmm. so, you know, for those of you who are listening, if you're afraid of, um, having conversation with someone, there's, there's a way to do it. You know, I mean, we don't want to, um, gossip or we don't want to disparage each other. Right. But there is a way to, you know, we are struggling to see eye to eye on this issue. And for some reason we can't, you know, like help us get through this through our thick skull because, um, being in community, we are made to be part of the body. I mean, that Mm -hmm. is what we, that's what we are. And when, we find ourselves isolated or removed from community somehow, you know, count in a council situation or not, yeah. right. Living life with believers, it, it can just be dicey, you know? Yeah. And so I think that that's another reason if you're listening, if you were not part or plugged in one way or another, 
um, to a local body of believers. You know, if you're in Sacramento, you're welcome here. Wherever you're listening from, we encourage you mm-hmm. get connected with a body of believers and not, not just for conflict resolution, but for the joy and understanding and being able to see the fullness of Christ in his body by experiencing life with other believers. That's exactly right. Because you, you had said to that point, something that you said earlier that I wanted to call out and, and, and we kind of departed from it, but I, you were, you were like, well, this is kind of one of the drawbacks of my personality. Mm. I w- Again, I'm going to uh, disagree with Grace uh, be, because some of those aspects of being willing to lean into conflict mm. is not a flaw. Sure. Uh, I think it becomes, uh, it, it can be destructive. It has its drawbacks. Yeah, it, yes. it has its drawbacks, but um, man, the body of Christ needs yeah. people like that. Yeah, I believe who are, that. Who are willing to step in and say, yeah, something's wrong yeah. and we need to do something about it sure. because uh, those who may be a little bit more timid, they they are going to have to muster up a lot more courage sure. to to do sure. that and to obey the scripture. Whereas like your natural inclination is saying, okay, there's a problem. Let's dive right. in and, and, yeah. and work on it. Yeah. And so... And that can be so like too much. Yeah, know, yeah, it people. can. But I mean, it's also part of our sanctification yeah. whenever we dive in and somebody said, oh man... Yeah, like the message was spot on, but the delivery yep. was just, he uh, needs some work on that, yeah. sister. Yeah. You know, so, and that's so normal um, for me. But that's the beauty of being in the community of the body yep. of Christ is because God has gifted us in very, very yeah. specific ways. Yep. And whenever we operate out of that, man, uh, the body is, is meant to build itself up in love yeah. that we may attain to the full measure and stature of Christ. Yeah. And um, that is like the most beautiful yeah. thing on planet Earth because... Um, Really, like when, whenever we operate in the way that God intended for it, like the, the whole goal of conflict and the whole reason why we're talking on this podcast is to help people understand reconciliation yeah. because you look at our judicial system mm. and it is not about reconciliation. Sure. It may be about restitution right, saying, right. you uh, uh, you did this to me, it's now you need to, yeah, mm-hmm. you need to pay this amount of money yep. to uh, for restitution. Mm-hmm. But there's not actually reconciliation that yeah. happens there. But when the people of God seek to be peacemakers, they dive into those mm-hmm. things and bring accountability yeah. to people. They help uh, mediate mm-hmm. conflict that's the whole thing when we were talking about it in, in Matthew 18. There's yeah. there's tears, there's yeah. steps and processes. First, go and speak to your brother in private. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't hear you, bring someone else yeah. along. And then if and, and it ratchets up the, the mm-hmm. discipline to the end goal of like putting them out of the church yeah. and uh, like handing handing someone over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh yeah. so that their soul may be saved yeah. uh, at, at the end of time. And it's looking at that, it's like the goal of discipline is not just to to just inflict wrath on right. somebody. The goal of discipline is always redemptive mm-hmm. in nature. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we, if we cannot understand that, that then that's a fundamental flaw in right. our understanding of how God's heart is yeah. and how it works. Well, and the enemy wants us to believe it. Yeah. That is real warfare. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. and, and so, I mean, you look at it, he is such a good father, and it's his kindness that mm-hmm. leads us to repentance. And man... Just for for him to be able to administer that type mm-hmm. of discipline when we don't we may not necessarily understand it, yeah. um, it always yields a harvest of yeah. righteousness for those who have been trained by yeah. it. And, and, and we see that all throughout Scripture. Yeah, all throughout Scripture. You that, know, that's his heart is redemption. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, and um, 
neither of us uh, claim to be experts on conflict. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're looking for an expert. You're talking to the wrong person. Yeah. That we are not, but we have, you know, a, conflict is kind of a close friend has been a close friend for various yeah. reasons for us and our families and relationships because we're human. Yeah. And even we've walked that road at work, which we've talked about. But, um, you know, for those of you listening, we our prayer is that you're encouraged. Our prayer yeah. um, and encouragement is for you to seek God's face in his word and through prayer um, as you approach conflict because mm-hmm. it's going to come. <laughs> yeah. And you already know that. Um, but we our prayer is that you um, will be equipped um, to, to, um, whether it's shepherd someone else or to lead yourself through conflict, mm-hmm. um, leading your family, leading your spouse, leading whoever, you know, because, um, as we seek God's face, um, it, it is, um, sanctifying it's hard, but it's yeah. worth it. And so, um, we will have a couple of resources in the show notes. We've referenced a book, um, the, the peacemaker by Ken Sandy, um, we'll have some information about that in the show notes. We definitely recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's like Chris said earlier, it's not maybe completely comprehensive. I mean, that's where we, we trust on the word of God, but there are so many great tools in this book, yeah. um, from like litigation to, yeah. um, understanding just so many things we couldn't mm-hmm. talk about today. Well, and, and I, I think, you know, to be clear, the area where I think it's not the most comprehensive is what if you're in conflict with someone who is incredibly manipulative? Mm. And and I think that it, it goes into that uh, a little bit, but yeah. not to the to sure. the to the to the degree sure. that it probably should. Sure. And and that's a really really yeah. difficult one. What are you? What do you do in conflict whenever you are dealing with someone who yeah. is particularly like a narcissist yes. or abusive uh, in some way? Abusive mm-hmm. in some way. And uh, the answer is it's complicated. Yeah. It's incredibly complicated. Yep. But, I mean, you know, Paul says, you know, warn or advice a person once, warn them twice. After that, have nothing more to mm. do with them. But that really, like, we need to have and maintain an attitude of forgiveness towards mm-hmm. those people and say, because, I mean, when we think about the consequences of our sin, which yeah. is... Uh, eternal That's damnation. Like it is a separation of God mm-hmm. for all of eternity. Yeah. Imagining somebody walking into hell and if there was a sign above it that says, abandon hope, all mm-hmm. you who enter here, I would not wish that upon my right. worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And so the gospel is, is uh, there's equal footing at the ground of the, uh, of the cross, mm-hmm. at the fo- or there's equal footing you know, at the base of the cross mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't have a leg up on anyone right. because God met me in my sin. Right. And in his mercy, he made me alive together with Christ. So, you know, if you're dealing with someone who is abusive or a master manipulator, mm-hmm. I mean... Um, there are other yes. books that will help address it, it, the nuances sure, of that yes. too. But, but just just recognize that that is, uh, that's something that likely a lot of our listeners are probably dealing with, mm-hmm. uh, whether in their family and their work environment right. or different things like that. And... Uh, and there are boundaries that yeah. have to be put in place with those type yeah. of people. And, and we're actually going to get to that later in the season. So we're going to have an yeah. episode, for those of you listening, we're going to have a, an episode on trauma and abuse. And mm-hmm. we're going to have one of our biblical counselors on who's going to talk us through yeah. um, things that we probably don't want to believe happen, but also yeah. like might be too real to us as well. Um, so for some of those more resources, we will get to that, you know, but yeah. um, for, for it, conflict of various kinds, you know, any of this advice today is still true. Um, yeah. you know, of course the scripture is alive and active. Um, and we'll get to that in a couple of episodes. Yeah. But I mean, that, that stuff is, is very complicated. It requires forgiveness. Forgiveness right. is divine. It's from, 
you know, it's from above. It yeah. is something like that, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus is our model in that. Mm-hmm. And, um, no other model will do. That's right. That's right. Well, I think that that about wraps up today. Yeah. Um, for those of you listening, we're so grateful that you've, you've, um, made it through with us uh, through some really difficult things to talk about today. If you haven't already, we encourage you to subscribe. If you're um, on YouTube, make sure you uh, hit that notification bell. And then on on, uh, Spotify and Apple, we're going to encourage you to uh, make sure you follow us and share the episode. Um, If you have questions, again, send us an email to behold at arcadechurch.com. And until next time, we will see you around.